0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 223, Episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka, his name is Joe Burrow. He is kind of a dork. He is so ass-cold. He's got Petey Davidson eyes. That is courtesy of Falcon Fuck Hat. It is based on my theory that Joe Burrow and Pete Davidson have the same eyes. Not really a theory. Observation. Opinion, maybe. It's a roast. That's a roast. It's not a roast. They're both like, <laughs> I, I have a theory that like this is the direction that people seem to want Hot dudes to head is to kind of have those buggy Pete Davidson, Joe Burrow eyes in some cases. (laughs) Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined uh, by that voice you just heard. Today's very special guest, co-host, an award-winning podcast host, a writer, podcaster, producer, voice artist, and even though it's not one of his written credits, one of my favorite singers, uh, also my word twin, yeah. although he's getting better, th- I think he's better than me now, so not not so much twin, aspirationally my twin, uh, and not, again, not one of his written credits which I'm a little insulted by It is Jaquise Neo! And I sing
1: Because i Jackies And I sing because I'm new. His eye is on the side guy. And I know Jack watches As my good friend joe rogan likes to say <laughs> what up niggas <laughs> how y'all yeah. doing yes beautiful ah the n-word for me and joe rogan only baby right. that's how
0: we do it yeah you said he's allowed to say it i did uh. you know
1: people that, that part of the news cycle didn't didn't it's come cool. you cool. know they trying to it's because it's black history month they don't want me to be blamed for. It. So I appreciate it, but I did give him the the card. <laughs> Let me shut up for you know the the black people that listen to the daily. like guys. Yeah, yeah. Come in my door. Yeah. We 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 rolling up on Joe Rogan. We going to shoot him, y'all. We going. Yeah. We going to shoot go. him with kindness, with Which, kindness. It's okay in
0: Texas, right? That's allowed. Is that I'm where he is? Sure. He's in Texas? I think he I think he fled to Texas after okay. being like LA changed. And he was talking about Calabasas um. and like living in a, on a compound where the only people he saw were like the weird white supremacists that he invited yeah. to his podcast. Yeah. Uh, he was like, what's going on? LA is different now. Yeah, Anyways, Jaquise, we are thrilled, fortunate, thrilled. blessed to be joined by the host of the wonderful new podcast, Like a Virgin. Mm. They are striking an in intellect and wit. According to Last Culturistas, a queer champion, according to the New York fucking Times. Please welcome the hilarious, the talented Fran Toronto. Oh, Oh, thank
2: you. Thank you for having me. I will say, without any context, this is quite a roller coaster ride of an introduction to a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I know everything about y'all and also nothing. So, I I, mean, you know, this is amazing. Thank you. I appreciate
1: that. I appreciate that, it only it's only when I'm here. I think this is only when the n-word is dropped on the daily, guys. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I have I I um I feel like that speaks for itself. But the thing that I wanted to comment on was, uh, or rather, ask is, what celebrities' eyes do I have? Ooh, oh, that's a okay. Great <laughs> question. Let's see. Let's see. If you're if this is what you're going for, if you're trying to paint a picture for the viewer, I mean, um,
1: look, I'm seeing I'm seeing a little bit of I'm seeing a little Freddie Mercury eyes. Um, uh, little Freddie Mercury eyes, eh, eh, or maybe some, maybe some Bruno Mars eyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm, beautiful.
1: I don't know if this is
0: insulting to you or not, but I mean it as a compliment. Both are very
2: flattering. Both are very flattering. I was going to say
0: my favorite stand-up comedian, Che Diaz.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I get (laughs) Che Diaz a lot, honestly. Uh, Truly, like an insufferable Instagram narcissist, a Latin non-binary podcaster. I am suing, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. a plagiarization of my life and the podcaster the Hollywood Pipeline. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I was I was insulted for you, and this is Thank the first you. time we've ever met. Thank
1: you. I'm I'm, I'm here
2: <laughs> to to hold uh, Sex and the City accountable to that. Please so do thanks for having me. That's
0: why I'm here.
1: The Daily Zeitgeist, the heroes we need and deserve. Everyone, yeah,
0: we do like to front load <laughs> just a lot of confuse, like a lot of information out of context to just uh, have our guests really o- off balance and our listeners just a, uh, you know, we it's like hazing. We like to, you know, make sure that our <laughs> listeners feel uh, only the one, only the true heads uh, last through the first five minutes.
2: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Fran,
0: are you watching and just like that?
2: Uh, are, are we watching? Yes. Oh, my God. Religiously. I'm not just watching, but I, I'm it's like appointment television. And I listen to not one, but two <laughs> podcasts about and just yeah. like that every single episode. So yeah. um, I am. Do I'm you enjoy it? Deep. You know, because um... <laughs> everybody who I know
1: watches it, hates it They're, I'm like, why are you watching it? But the, I guess that's why we watch Euphoria, too. So,
2: you know, enjoy. That's a That's a okay. complicated word. A strong um, word. I, it's I don't know if anybody would really be able to answer that question specifically. Okay. Um, however, I will say it's very fun to talk about. And yeah. I have been mm-hmm. unable to think about literally anything else. Okay. So, I mean, that at least it has in its favor and the testament to the writing, I, I, I can say. I'm I'm definitely on a ride, I guess okay. that's what I will say. We talk about it a lot on um, Like a Virgin, so... And I love it. I could I could talk about it for hours, but I'll spare you all.
0: <laughs> yeah, and let's give uh, the listeners kind of an idea of what like a virgin is like beyond being a and just like that fan cast. <laughs> what, <laughs> you <laughs> what, know what do y'all talk about?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a mix of things. But me and my co host Rose Domu, we kind of like unpack. Pop culture from your um with a lens from today. So you know we'll take a deep dive into something like Buffy with a guest that you know is writing the book on Buffy, and we'll talk about what it meant to you know a kind of a group of people that see it as a cult classic, and then how we think about it today with like the Joss Whedon of it all, or like Mm. the way that those actors were treated on set, or you know like deep diving into Harry Potter and then talking about J.K. Rowling's transphobia, things like that, and so. Um, our our kind of goal is to just like take things that are like have long been in our cultural historical lexicon and I guess like talk about them in a modern context, but also just we're very irreverent and trolly and funny and we like to make fun of yeah. things. And so,
0: yeah, it's a great show. People need to go check it out. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I All love right. That. Well, friend, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we like to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. The Oscar nominees were announced uh, yesterday morning, which means uh, the Daily Zeitgeist will look back at the Oscar nominees from five years ago. I, I have a thing. I, I think that the Oscars should be given five years after the fact so we mm. get all the you know, over excitement and the Oscar campaigns out of our system and like see what what movies lasted and had an impact. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about the nominees from the year 2017 celebrating the movies of the year 2016 and uh, also the winners. And it's it's kind of a weird one because it's one of the very few times where I think most people agree they got Best Picture right. Is Even that the, the Moonlight La La Yeah, that's the moonlight. <laughs> it's the moonlight La right. La Land. Like, they were so surprised that they got it right that they gave it to La La Land for a couple minutes. But, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm going to pitch a couple new categories for the Oscars because they're always talking about, like, we need to make this more fun to watch. And their only strategy seems to be Nominating Marvel movies for best picture or like that seems to be the only thing that anyone's really proposed in in the mainstream media. So I want to talk about like categories that might be fun. Uh, And then we will do a quick look at this year's noms. We're going to talk about banned books, uh, Mouse being banned and seeing its sales skyrocket. We are going to talk about the new horny Build-A-Bear. Hopefully we will get to that because it's just, it's not as horny as it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And we love sex. In my opinion. We we are a sex positive podcast, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to Build-A-Bears. Yeah. Always been our policy. But before (laughs) we get to any of that, Fran, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history?
2: Ooh. Oh, um, I have been binging America's Next Top Model for the first time, and Ooh. the last thing I was on was uh, Jay Manuel's Wikipedia page. He's the makeup artist and creative director. He's kind of one of the three like hosts of the show. Do y'all watch American America's Next Top Model, or have you watched it before?
1: I've watched. I I've like. I I did a reality show podcast oh. last year, and one episode was dedicated to America's Next Top Model. The Tyra Banks screaming episode uh tiffany be
2: be quiet tiffany um yes 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 yes. it's it's amazing it's it's so funny to watch the show now because like if it were made today it would be shut down immediately but like it really did invent an entire genre of reality tv so i i have been just retroactively i guess deep diving into things like jay manuel love it yeah
0: love it what are you learning about jay manuel
2: Well, I had no idea that he was biracial, first of all. I just thought he was, you know, got that L.A. tan or something. (sighs) I thought, Or I thought maybe he was Mexican, um, which Mm -hmm. he's not. And so, yeah, his parents survived apartheid and he was, I guess, adopted in the United States. So, so much from his background that I didn't know about. But I was also learning that, like, he was Tyra's makeup artist forever. And that's how he got the gig. And he originally wasn't supposed to be a part of the show. He was just going to do Tyra's makeup. and then... He, you know, inevitably got folded into the the what it is today, and is was such a natural part of reality TV. Mm. So, uh, I thought it was a I love learning about it, even though <laughs> the show is so so problematic now. I mm.
1: bet. I mean, because when what was that like two thousand, like early two thousands, right? Like oh, two thousand
2: three, yeah. four, somewhere around there is where it's, it started. It's wild. I c- It's wild. We're gonna do an a, a whole episode on it on like a virgin, yeah. but like the level of like absolutely unhinged things that they did to these girls psychological warfare honestly (laughs) to these 18 year old girls and a lot of gaslighting needed to 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 kind of like convince them that what they were doing was completely normal (laughs) so right Um, it
0: gamifies like all of the problematic things about the modeling industry and like makes it into a just a game where that's how you win and that's, yeah, I, I watched one season because a friend of mine was a contestant and she did well, but she, you know, bailed after. She, she got knocked out and never did any modeling or anything. She was, mm, became a lawyer, imagine. but <laughs> good that, for her. that's definitely, uh, yeah. a, I don't know if be, becoming a lawyer is good for anyone, but... <laughs> She for them seems happy. Yeah, exactly. It's probably a little bit more stable. <laughs> but the yeah, it, it is. You know, they're just straight up talking about the the things that people are like. Should the modeling industry be this? way and they and they just straight up like make a get make it into a game right
2: yeah it's it's Wild. it's absolutely bonkers um but <laughs> that said ex, ex, excellent television um, i mean yeah.
1: that's why we watch reality tv we want <laughs> we don't i mean you know look if it wasn't no drama yeah. if it wasn't no if it wasn't any any shit that we would be like whoo i don't know about that yeah we wouldn't <laughs> want to watch it <laughs> no, right, we yeah. wouldn't want to watch it we would watch american idol absolutely yeah. Which even American Idol is kind of problematic in many ways, as far as they treat oh, yeah. like their talent, at least it used to be back
2: in the day. So J- justice for Jennifer Hudson, honestly, yeah, mm. yeah, A justice yeah, for they... justice. We're going to talk about the Oscars later. Justice for Jennifer Hudson again, yeah. Oh, the... she didn't get
1: nominated for Aretha.
2: That's right. Mm,
1: That's right. Wow. Damn. Damn. Um, How dare they?
0: Does American Idol still do the thing where they like have the person on who's struggling with a mental health crisis and then the judges just like kind of smirk through it is that still uh, happening
2: god probably i haven't Rish. watched
0: american
1: idol since taylor hicks shout out taylor hicks
2: <laughs> wait you know? i think me too i think that was also my last <laughs> season, the last season. I'm not sure. maybe that was just the last season period and we actually don't know but yeah we don't we know. really we have no know. way of verifying whether or not that was, <laughs> that was the last yep. season so uh, I guess down. we'll just, we'll, we'll never history know. history. We'll leave tell,
1: it there. You know. We'll leave it there. Taylor Hicks, the last American idol.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did
0: Taylor Hicks win? We uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he he is that win. why you guys stopped watching as a protest of Taylor Hicks winning?
1: Or? I actually like Taylor Hicks. I mean, there were more talented people in that season who have had a career beyond Taylor Hicks, had a career. But I like Taylor Hicks, old, like really can't sing, but it's really entertaining, old gray head. Salt and peppered. I, I I fucked with Taylor Hicks, but he was not the best one. He he should have been eliminated like week eight. <laughs> right? Yeah,
2: I, I'm from Chicago and we used to watch that ah, as a family. And so, oh my gosh, no way. Okay, so like really the person who wins American Idol is usually the one with the most Midwestern appeal or like middle of yeah. the country appeal. Oh, that Anyone sense. that's not in New York or LA, like that's the person that wins American Idol. Yeah. And I feel like Taylor Hicks was the kind of most palatable star that could have come Absolutely. out of Because he was right. up there singing,
1: is it like Sunday morning? What yeah. I got everybody. My grandma was like, ooh, Sunday morning. Ooh, let me listen to this church man. He was yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> she don't know the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Fram, what's something you think is overrated?
2: I was noodling on that. I really couldn't think of anything this morning that was overrated except for um, urinals i i i just i think that urinals are an unfinished idea i don't really know why we use (laughs) them. i i I don't you when you go when you go to pee in a urinal it splashes back on your pants bro like it's it's totally (laughs) gross and it only saves you a few seconds of time but like i think that like efficiency culture and like how we've like been taught to like make the most out of like every second it's like so asinine and it's so much more relaxing to just sit on the toilet and piss, oh. just just piss sitting down. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Now, listen, I'm, I'm with you, Fran, on the on the pee and sitting down. I am an advocate. Uh, if I'm at the crib, my ass cheeks hitting the toilet seat <laughs> as much as they possibly can. But if I'm in the public, that's just general politics. That's bro. just general politics. <laughs> but if I'm in the public, everybody else peeing on that toilet seat. I don't know if I'm trying to sit on uh, every. Which look is the ma- is male privilege because we don't have to yeah. sit down on every toilet seat when we use the restroom, but. I do agree with you. Urinals are
0: are... unfinished ideas. It's a a great way of putting it. They never, they just like put it, they came up with the idea in theory and then put it in every restroom around the world (laughs) and never (laughs) took another look at it. If you had never heard of it before
2: and someone said, you're going to piss on this hole in the wall right right next to someone else. Like, right. I, yeah. I just would never, I would never want to do that. And, like, yeah, I mean, brown kid culture, yeah, we're taught, like, our moms teach us to hover over the toilet seat. But, like, your ass is already dirty. Just just it's true. Just you know, bring bring little wipes everywhere you go. You'll be <laughs> fine. I'd much I don't rather know, sit down.
1: I don't know if you know this, friend, but I'm known around these parts as the cleanest ass in America. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> he takes so, so he takes so much pride in it. Takes so much
1: pride in no germs being on my cheeks. Yeah. Oh wow! I yeah. also think I also think urinals. This is probably a stretch, but <laughs> I also think the actual urinal too. Is a product of just dudes being toxic a little bit, like to I agree. because because I you are from Chicago. I don't know if you've ever been to Wrigley Field or not. Oh yeah, but but you, so you know those bathrooms just used to be a big ass open bucket where everybody the trough a trough the right, trough. which is what yeah. I think they used to be before they became urine. And people were just like, I don't want I'm touching elbows with this person, and people looking down at my junk, and so they tried to separate them. Instead, But I think a trough is even better because it's way down. Yeah. It's basically like you're pissing on the ground. No splashback. <laughs> no yeah. splashback. No splashback. I think back. we should go back to all troughs. We go back yeah. to
2: troughs. <laughs> troughs. for everything. Troughs yes. for every bathroom experience. Yes. Great. Yes. Awesome. We're so good at ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I feel like the urinal cake industry is what's keeping oh. urinals around. Urinal cake and those, like, plastic things that they have to put there to, like, doesn't doesn't remove the splash, but it's it, yeah. I guess it like cuts back on it. Yeah, so gives your me, knees it don't gives me gives me a like, hole to aim yeah. at,
2: and, it, right. and <laughs> it also you know makes the piss smell like you know like a clean piss, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. always nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: come
2: on, wow, I love wow. It. what a great overrated.
0: That is one of one a, an all-time great overrated. What is uh, something that you think is underrated?
2: Underrated. You know, I don't want to insult. This cultural identity by calling it underrated, but I will say not enough people are watching Abbott Elementary. Have y'all heard oh, of this show?
1: Abbott Elementary. It's one of my favorite. First of all, yes. Black black sitcoms are back and it's beautiful. Abbott Elementary is truly one of my favorite new shows that I've seen in a long ass time.
0: Comedy. It's
2: so good. Have y'all talked about it on the show already?
0: We haven't, no. Uh, it's
2: amazing. I mean, basically, the yeah. gist is it's a Philadelphia like elementary school. That is kind of Parks and Rec um, slash The Office style mockumentary. And all these teachers are just basically trying to improve the education of these kids in very funny ways. And it, it kind of exposes and pokes fun at how underfunded literally all schools are and how they don't have the budget to do anything. And it's... I mean, like to a comical degree that they have to like go to great lengths to try and get these kids, you know, new rugs or like a a, a gifted program or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about it?
1: It uh, first of all is office like, but with black folks uh, centered in the middle, which is really cool to see. And I the thing I love about it is the writing is so specific and so funny, and it, everybody on that cast is eating. Mm-hmm. everybody janelle james is fucking eating mm-hmm. tyler christopher what he is uh or what's what's? i always forget tyler something williams yeah. i should know that everybody loves chris or hates chris tyler he's fucking eating like he's a genius his deadpan look everybody on that show if if multiple people don't win emmys on Abbott elementary there's a flaw in the system because they're all so good as a cast and ensemble. And that's what I love most about it is the ensemble is very strong and mixes so well together that I think it's one of the best shows in the new, you know, freshman class of TV. Tyler James Williams. I have to call that man Tyler Christopher Williams.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the this sh- this show is incredible. It also has, even though there's no explicitly queer characters, it has a queer appeal because Chessie from The Parent Trap is in it. Mm-hmm. And Chessie mm-hmm. was, you know, a lesbian awakening for so many baby gays back in the day. And she looks exactly the same. And, yeah. her, mm. and her character is so funny too. But yeah, just as you were saying, like, every character is so rich. And it also digs up these archetypes from your past life that you never thought about. Like the school nurse. And yeah. like their deal and like how they're so over it, you know, like it mm-hmm. was, it's, it's such, there's such funny archetypes in this school, you know, from the principal to the janitor. Yeah. And I just like, it's nonstop fun. Every joke is funny and just, and the casting is sublime. It's so good.
0: Watch it. Yeah. Watch it, everybody. Mm-hmm. Damn. It It definitely feels like it's getting a lot of love from, it's definitely on my list. I just haven't watched, I haven't taken the time to like put it into my DVR, but it definitely feels like it's getting the sort of love that like the prestige, like HBO shows, like the people who are usually talking about those shows are talking about this. Uh Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, that's big for a for a network. I feel like networks, not just this year, but like it's been it's been a while since they yeah kind of hit one that everybody was like yes. That. That's why I said underrated
2: because I was like anything yeah. on network television like people aren't watching that. <laughs> so, yeah. you know it's
1: it's super underrated, but a lot of people are starting. To, it's getting that word of mouth, mm-hmm. and again, I just want to I want to take your underrated just a little even further and say the Black sitcom Grand Crew is great. Mm. Abbott Elementary is so good. There's Mm. a lot of really dope Black-led sitcoms that are coming back to the forefront this freshman year and in their freshman year of seasons, and it's pretty dope to watch. It's really dope to see networks giving the Black sitcom a chance again because it's very weird that in the 90s, when I was a child, there was more black television <laughs> like, and more than there, than there was from like 2000 to 2020. Mm, yeah. And that's, that was so weird to me. We went backwards in a very weird way. Mm. So it's really dope to not only have like a show that like was written by a black woman that's succeeding, but it's on ABC and it's getting play. So shout
2: out.
0: Shout out to them. Yeah. Oof, Love that. Love that. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the Oscars. And we're back, and uh, the Oscar nominees are out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while everybody's talking about who got in, who got out, who snubs and flubs and all, all that shit, from this year, I do like to look back five years ago. This is an idea that I think I stole from Bill Simmons, the sports writer who got the idea basically for, like, the sports world, like, when there's a Hall of Fame ballot they don't just immediately like once a person retires be like well they go into the hall of fame because you know you're too emotional and you just you don't have perspective yet Mm -hmm. and like i feel like even if it's not the academy awards that ends up doing this i do feel like a hall of fame for movies that like goes five or ten years in the future or in the past for for each year would be fun and you'd you wouldn't get your Green Books coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you Green
1: know. Book win? Green Book won, right? Yeah, green Book won like
0: two years ago Same. or three years ago. Same. Like Green Book won after Moonlight. Yeah, right after Terrible. Moonlight. It was such a oh, slap that's in right. the face.
1: That's right. Even though I love me some rehearsal oddly, I think he is one of the best in the industry right now. Green Book mm-hmm. was whack. Yeah. <laughs> right. Green Book was yeah. whackety whack. We should be, you know what, not to jump the gun here, but I do think, We should be able to take nominations away. Like, after a few years, (laughs) after we look, you know how they always be like, Mm -hmm. Academy Award nominated? We should be able to take that damn tag away after a while. Be like, you know what? We thought about it. Yeah. That shit wasn't an Academy Award
0: nominated worthy. And if you want to keep your uh union card, you have to come to the ceremony where it's being taken from <laughs> you and given to somebody else. <laughs> yes.
2: Or honestly, or honestly, we should be able to give retroactive nominations to people. Definitely. Because let me tell you, Jennifer Hud Jennifer Hudson, J Lo deserves one for Hustlers. Okay. Yeah. Like I think Tony Collette needs one for Hereditary. I think a decade yeah. from now we should give one to Gaga for House of Gucci. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, we're I, still gonna I, be I watching it. We're that, still
0: gonna be talking about it. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Like it,
2: ass three hour movie, we're gonna watch yeah. just for Gaga.
1: Yeah, and also, and 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 to be clear, today. We understand she didn't get nominated. We understand, like, yeah, she didn't get nominated today. But ten years mm-hmm. from now, once we live with this, exactly, we're gonna be like, oh, that shit was dope. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You get who it. Who cares
0: it. about the accent? Who cares? Yeah, Which they yeah. also said about Benedict Cumberbatch. For mm-hmm. they, they said, who cares about the accent? But they still gave him an. Omni- yeah, his, a, dog, his accent, his accent right? was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. I always say he sounds like Hans Gruber in Die Hard when he's trying to do an American accent. When he's <laughs> like, "Oh, uh, oh, my name is John Gray." <laughs> it's a, like uh, there are moments. Like most, it's a great performance. I I'm not saying he shouldn't have been nominated. I'm just saying if you're gonna get all picky about accents, yeah, fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch that movie. I didn't watch what was a House of Dolls. I didn't watch it. It looked boring as hell. Yeah, white people. It's, uh, it is Lauren. <laughs> yeah, so it, you yeah. you got to catch me on I a good like day though. to watch that. You
2: did, I, I, yeah. I thought it was a, a very. I think it would have been more successful as a short film. That's what I think. Ah. I, I I think it was really really gorgeous and perfectly constructed. Like it's it's masterful filmmaking, but I just think it should have been a short film. And I I don't understand why. I mean, the car- spoiler alert that Benedict Cumberbatch is like a closeted homosexual and like. That didn't get folded into the story at all, really. I mean, kind of, Mm. but like, I don't know. I was, I think there were some things about it that I didn't love, but I understand why it's Oscar bait to the max. Yeah, it's bait. It's 100% bait. But anyway, anyway, Kristen Dunst, she can, she ate. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but it's the, it's like dominating the awards. Like they, they gave it to Clemens. Like Clemens, it's Clemens just being Clemens. Clemson's I love here. Jesse Clements. Yeah, I do, too. I, everything
1: I see him in, I, I enjoy. Well, not everything, but most things I see him in, I enjoy. He plays his role very well. Also, I think it's dope that a couple got nominated. They both got nominated for the first time. Uh, he's married or dating. I don't know if they're married or not. To uh, Kristen. Kirsten Dunst. So. Oh, no way! Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Oh, that's so sweet.
1: Yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty. I thought that was dope. I thought that was pretty cool to see them both be excited about getting nominated for the first time. Uh, and It is definitely
0: together. a performance where you're not like, oh, they're definitely fucking like when you're watching it. You're, <laughs> yeah. It does it does not scan that way at all. Uh, but that's it's that's a good good performance. But anyways, I, I want to talk briefly for my selfish theory that we should be talking about movies five years ago. <laughs> <Do> so <it. laughs> this is this is the one where they got the best picture right. Moonlight won, but I feel like there are lesser fuck ups kind of all over the place, like. So Molly Shannon and other people. Have you guys seen other people? I love that movie, and she's so good in it. Mm Stunning, and wasn't even nominated for best supporting actress, which Viola Davis won for. But she was the best actress. Like she was straight up like all over that movie. She was definitely the lead in Fences. So like yeah. Put her yeah. in the lead actress category. Agree. Put and that's who wins best actress instead of yeah. Oh, she game the system that year. She was like, yeah.
1: you
2: know what? But she, I might <laughs> win best actress,
1: but I'm definitely going <laughs> to win yeah. supporting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's it. Is that the, the academy? Actually, she knew that they just needed to take out three of her lines, and then right. she would qualify for right. supporting. And she's like, could you please mm. just edit out three of my lines? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, God.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Chris Kelly, I thought, should have been nominated for Other People, who is the co-creator and co-writer of The Other Two, mm. which is one of the best, I say, underrated shows of the past couple of years. Agreed. Hacksaw Ridge. Is this is the year that ha- everybody was like, let's let's let Mel Gibson off the hook and <laughs> give him a fucking Oscar nomination? Yeah, for- nominated that year. Feels he like was every year, all year honestly. All over the place. What
1: the fuck? It's very weird too because like that was the I-, I generally watch the Oscars, but the reason I'm so like I don't know much about this one is that's the one I didn't watch, and I was in a bar when the Best Picture nominee went down for this. And like everybody like tuned in and it was like la la land one, and then everybody just went back to their drinks. And then like two minutes later, like we were hearing commotion. It was
0: like yo, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't need Mel Gibson uh, nominated for best director, which was That's like wild. a surprise at the time. People weren't like this is the best directed movie. It's just you know Mel Gibson blowing people up and making gross shit happen to human bodies. Loving by Jeff Nichols. I feel like Jeff Nichols, just in general, really good director who hasn't been nominated. Mm -hmm. So I have I have a wild card for both five years ago and this year for supporting actor. Ray fines in Hail Caesar Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like so like an unforgettable scene for me. Like that scene just like sticks in my head. Just everything about his performance. He's only in it for like a couple scenes, right? Like. But I don't know if that needs a separate category, or if we just have like a best scene, best like cameo, best best, yeah. best cameo. That's a
1: dope yeah. ass. That's a dope. Because cameos are becoming, especially you know, with the Marvel movie forefront, industrial that we've been complex. In. Yeah, <laughs> in the past fifteen
2: years, cameos are it. There should be an award for did the most with the least. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, like yeah. I would, I would love that.
0: Like, I I think this year's example is Bradley Cooper and Licorice Pizza, like, is only on screen for, like, three minutes, but... Oh. is just so like uh yeah he just takes know over the in movie, movie in a yeah and he's playing Barbara Streisand's husband like a real mm. Hollywood producer so weird. who's like a monster <laughs> and it's a real like it's just watching like a force of nature like passes through this movie that's like somewhat unrelated but you can't stop thinking about it even when he's not on screen I'm... I kept waiting for him to come back i'm never gonna watch that movie but i almost did because the
2: trailer the trailer convinced me that it was some sort of barbara streisand like you know coming of age biopic and i was (laughs) because i didn't obviously didn't perform even a cursory google and i was like oh i would see that and then you know i googled and i was like wait this is about an adult woman who wants to fuck a teen like wants to like date a teen and the whole premise is that sure there is i just like don't I, I was like i'm gonna pass on that one Yeah. but cute name it and i love Heim. love Heim.
1: it'll yeah, be yeah. a cold day in hell before i watch licorice pizza <laughs> cold think, day i'll watch roots again before i watch licorice pizza
0: <laughs> the the i i think licorice pizza should like that that's the one that made me think we should have a best trailer category because the trailer for that first of all i didn't realize until i like listened to life on mars like in its entirety that basically life on mars is the plot of the movie for the most part like he Mm -hmm. just listened to life on mars and then wrote a movie Mm -hmm. and it's it's just a, a great trailer that like that movie nor most movies is able to live up to but I think a best trailer would be a fun category Mm. and you would get to watch it while you're watching the broadcast. I I love that. I love best trailer because they actually do need
1: to bring a couple more categories because there's always like three days of the Oscars. There's the two that we don't see where they give (laughs) all the awards that they know don't nobody want to fucking see. uh,
0: (laughs) And then like they have the actual ceremony. Yeah. Then they
1: have the actual ceremony. I would love a trailer. Category, but trailers got to go back to what they was in the '90s. Uh, you and need a voiceover. You need yeah. the voiceover. You need <laughs>
2: best performance by a voiceover yeah.
0: trailer yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
2: If we, if okay, so if we were to, if we were to offer nominations for best trailer, I would say Across the Universe. Do you remember that Beatles movie? Yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah. One yeah. long music video, terrible movie, but like an amazing trailer. So like yeah. such an exciting conceit for a movie, even though it's like so average but i also have to say if we were to offer a, a, a did the most with the least drew barrymore should have a nom for scream because yeah. That yeah is one of the most phenomenal things she's ever done in her acting career period yes
1: i just saw the new scream like a week last week or something and the person i went with i guess forgot because i i thought i don't want to spoil it but I thought they were going to do the same thing in the beginning of the movie. I guess that is a spoiler. Who Mm. who gives a fuck? If you haven't seen Scream. It's the beginning. uh, It's the beginning. I thought they were going to do the same thing. And they was like, well, no, she's a star. And I was like, well, Drew Barrymore (laughs) was a star. (laughs) She got murked in the first five minutes of that Mm -hmm. movie. And that shit was like revolutionary because, especially in our age, we weren't used to that. Mm -hmm. Like we weren't used to stars getting killed in the first We still aren't like I remember when the other guys did it with The Rock and Sam Jackson. And it was so funny because you thought they were going to be in the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's such a really good trope that doesn't get used often. But the people who who it does get used with generally are fantastic in those like three Mm -hmm. to five minutes there in the movie. Did you think
0: it was going to do the same thing because it has the exact same title as the previous movie? (laughs) It has the exact same (laughs) title and it starts pretty much exactly the same.
1: (laughs) It starts exactly the same. It was great (laughs) though. I did love the new Scream. I thought it was fun.
0: I think a lot of work could be done in the best original song category from five years ago. La La Land had two songs nominated. Moana had one, didn't even Mm -hmm. sniff the award and You're Welcome. Like they they gave up the opportunity. So you're I have a three year old and a five year old. So like I I listen to a lot of Moana soundtrack. But you're welcome <laughs> yeah. is a, a fucking jam. It really oh, a jam. holds oh, a up. Oh, and they could have had they could have had The Rock yeah. rapping at the Oscars. Like he that's how you get people to watch the Oscars. Is yeah. like I don't know. And then there's like some. Visual effects stuff like Jungle Book one for that. I feel like in retrospect with the live action Lion King under our belt, we recognize that maybe that's not the path for movies to head down as much, but I don't know. And then I think like a new category that would be fun is like in camera special effects. Like if you, if you got to, if you just did like the best, like practical special effect, and then they like showed you how it was done in the category, Mm. like during the show, that would be fun. Mm, But yeah,
2: I I have to say, how is this? I mean, what we're talking about when you're talking about like soundtrack, how is this Beyonce's first Oscar not right? What? I thought she was halfway to an EGOT already. Like, I'm so confused. Yeah, but yeah, I t- I also feel like you know, Encanto like was one of my favorite movies, but the music was not good. Oh yeah, yeah, the music wasn't great. Uh, yeah, but like if I don't they were remember nom- any of the songs. Yeah, if they were to nominate a song, it should have been "We Don't Talk About Bruno," which is now like a TikTok sensation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. but yeah, I, I I I agree. There's there's a lot of you know retroactive work to be done in this yeah. category.
1: The music one is a tough one for me because I. It's very weird. Like, all right, so you know, if we go back in the five years, most categories can, should have. I think most categories should have more nominees. It shouldn't be capped at five because you know, obviously, you're gonna get snubs. That's how it is, and everything. But some of the snubs are just outlandish, <laughs> like mm-hmm. which is which is wild. So I think you should just have like seven to ten, like they did for the Best Picture when The Dark Knight didn't you know, get nominated. Uh, and that's why they changed that category up. But for the actual songs, we should 100% go back and take away, like, the Oscar nomination for some songs. Because, like, some of them songs don't hit, man. Some of them songs don't hit no more. <laughs> some yeah. of them songs don't hit. No, they, they do don't, not. They don't matter. But th- some songs do hit, like the Bruno. Like, that shit's gonna hit. It's gonna be popular in two years. You mean yeah. to tell me that's not an Oscar-worthy... What else we we ain't going to the movies to listen to songs. So if a song mm. hits and it stays popular, that's an Oscar. That's yeah. a fucking Oscar. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then my this is a controversial opinion that I don't even know if I believe in. But Uh-oh. so if they want to, like, really get these like movies that everybody saw involved, what about a separate category that's not best picture? It's just best movie. Like, kind of having a separate sort of category that's just, like, all right, this isn't necessarily art, but it's, like, the most fun people had at the movies. So, just looking at 2016, you had Finding Dory, Zootopia, The Force Awakens, Moana, Arrival, Captain America Civil War, Deadpool. Like, those are all pretty iconic movies. Like, so...
2: I'm shocked know. that Arrival wasn't nominated. That's crazy. I love that the rest of them are children's movies, though. You <laughs> yeah, really yeah, are. Right. You really yeah. are. You have kids. We we get, yeah, it. Um, get we get to check. We got to Jack. <laughs> I, I mean, I love that. The only thing is, it would only be Marvel movies, and right. They're, yeah. they're, they're Especially like, now, <laughs> they're right. making. Yeah, Especially I now. know. They're making so many a year. too, would be like so many Marvel. I mean, but I mean, the Spider-Man movie was my favorite movie of the year. Period. Listen, More than any of these noms. I, oh, I wrote
1: wow. I I tweeted this today, actually. And I I generally don't like to have debates with internet strangers about my opinions <laughs> right. or theirs, because I don't give a fuck. But but I wrote that if Don't Look Up was nominated, then Spider-Man No Way Home should have been nominated. Yeah, <laughs> because that movie that. not only did I and I, I liked Don't Look Up. I'm not shitting on the movie, but I thought Spider-Man No Way Home was a better movie almost in every way. The story was better. The action was better. I had more fun in the movie. The <laughs> like, acting was better. The acting was the better. Like service. In
2: every way, that movie was better. Every the script joke was, better. was good. And let me tell you, don't look up that, like, tepid, like, Netflix algorithm generated, like... Yeah. Like, that, the, the function of that movie was nothing but, like, performance on Netflix's streaming service. Uh, mm-hmm. I was it was so transparently like I don't know I, I it took me I'll just say this it took me three sittings to finish that movie because really? I kept mm, getting up fair. and being like I don't really know what I'm watching I don't know what the appeal of this is outside of the fact that it's had so many stars I thought Kate Blanchett was awesome I thought actually Jonah Hill Jonah Hill was really fun but yeah the movie in general I was just like I totally agree with you I was like I don't understand why this is nominated yeah. i mean actually i do it's because you know the devil works hard but netflix's publicists work harder <laughs> yeah and and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they will get emily and paris all of the awards they can do that <laughs> for don't look up too let me tell you
0: well it sounds to me like you are both climate deniers mm-hmm. climate change deniers oh yeah man. Uh, absolutely if, unless you oh. thought it was the best movie of the year you <laughs> just don't understand the message and you uh, hate the environment
1: Hey, man, I don't see no comments coming near the... Uh, coming near <laughs> I'm Earth. good over here. What talking about. Can I say one more controversial thing about five years ago, yeah, the, yeah, those yeah. Oscars? First of all, let me preface it because, again, people on the internet are dumb, and they don't read context. Moonlight should have won. Should have won. But... It was only after that debacle where people start acting like La La Land wasn't a good movie. I had a good time watching La La Land. Like it was okay. It was a great movie. I'm not saying it was like a it was not a best picture nominated. But I think after that was over, Hive Mind of social media kind of like dictated, oh, and now we also hate La La Land. Like y'all motherfuckers was up here tap dancing in the streets and singing all the songs and shit before the Oscars came out with that movie. Y'all liked it. It was okay. Yeah, I think I think the hate that La La Land got for that fuck up
2: after the right. fact—it's a little, it's a little whack, it's a little whack, in yeah. my opinion. It's it's honestly <laughs> just fair. wrong time, wrong place for that yeah, movie. It was just that's it. It's a stunning movie. A stunning movie about a guy who, you know, likes to mansplain jazz to an aspiring actress. <laughs> exactly, as most movies are about that. Um, yeah, exactly. And I felt like, you know, it was it was it was gorgeous. Um, but yeah, yeah. wrong time, wrong place, and and yeah. to the, the the culture wars of that year.
0: All right, since you guys called me up for being kid movie focused, I won't go into my fifteen minute bit about how cars two should have retroactively been given <laughs> all the oscars let's let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh, build a bears <sighs> and we're back and we do oh. have to get to some serious news, which Jaquise just saw uh, one piece of evidence from the very serious news we're about to talk about. That is, of course, all the headlines about the new horny build-a-bear. Mm-hmm. I'll just give you some samples. CNET Build-a-Bear just launched an After Dark series of horny teddy bears. Fatherly.com, where I always go for my I don't know I don't know mm. what takes yowza exclamation point. Build-A-Bear launches a horny teddy bear line. Build-A-Bear launched a range of horny teddy bears, and we're confused, says Indy 100. Uh, and then uh, the New York Post's raunchy new furry, and quotes, toys released just in time for Valentine's Day. So uh. one... The Jesus, one I just thing, looked at all of these. By yeah. the so. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that is actually horny about the entire thing is they did put out a fun image that is. I, I think it was like a promotional image. It's a stuffed lion in a like silk robe, leaning on one <laughs> one Bear, elbow. Very Tom to, Selleck. Yeah, very Tom Selleck. <laughs> very Burt Reynolds on a bearskin rug. Oh and just kind of definitely oh giving you the impression that that this stuffed lion wants to fuck you. <laughs>
1: I think. Oh my God. I this will rose say... over ro-
0: this rose over roses
1: bear is killing me because <laughs> she's just holding rose. Is that what the horny is? She's
2: yeah. Alcohol. An important detail is like they really they thought that these bears were so controversial that you have to go through like a parental like wall, like an 18 plus. Oh, my. like. Gosh. like sight wall that says you're about to enter the bear cave there's adult content in here and you click through and it's like a bear that's wearing a t-shirt that says like wine mom or something <laughs> like that yeah. and it's like <laughs> what like i'm sorry if these bears were actually horny we would have heard about it on tucker carlson the next mm-hmm. day okay they did not go hard enough if i'm yep. going to buy a horny bear i want i want strap-ons I want yes. I want with the fleshlight.
1: Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want.
2: I want piss pools. I want nipple clamps. Okay, ball stretchers. I -hmm. want. I want niche sex toys on all of these bears.
1: Okay, yeah. If the bear is horny, if like, let's just go ahead and say what we're saying. We have gotta fuck this bear, (laughs) and I can't fuck this bear. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. I can't fuck this bear. This ain't This is this is wild. I love this. I love this, by the way. Like I said, this is the first time I'm, I saw the headline. I did not see the pictures. These pictures are very funny. I thought it was going to be something risque, like nipple titties out or, uh, you know, showing hole or something. I didn't know. what hole? I didn't know. I guess that doesn't make sense because they still got to <laughs> sell these to fucking kids. <laughs> right. But yeah. what world? I, mean, I feel like in the 90s, if a brand would have did this, it would have been more horny. But we as a collective society are hornier than ever. Like, I yeah. see so much sex on Twitter and Reddit and OnlyFans. And, like, we horny as shit. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. more comfortable. And this is what you come out with? You could have did better than this. Yeah, I should at least see some bear cleavage. Right.
0: The, the actual <laughs> products uh, are a, a teddy bear with sunglasses on <laughs> and a dad t-shirt yeah. that says, I want to take you out, which is also not... Ooh. He's gonna, like he's going to like he's going to kill me.
2: Right. Oh, yeah. Like there's a Ooh.
0: there's a whole exchange in Pulp Fiction about how ambiguous that phrase is. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I do like Wanna that. Take taking you me out. out. Yeah. Hi, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> like they maybe they are like leaning into the threatening aspect of that phrase. And that's why that's crazy. it's being include, included here. But then the other one is it's wine o'clock somewhere and it's just a stuffed teddy bear is that a teddy bear is that a, a lion? I, I don't even I don't know. know I can't see that
2: I, this is just a testament of the fact that there is an untapped market for horny bears okay yeah, and we right. want like we teddy want bears and full leather gear in like sex slings okay mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like there's someone out there to do it and if you want to hire me to consult I will I will gladly be be a part of that project so let me know Friend has right. volunteered
1: themselves to <laughs> bring us to the new frontier. Uh Absolutely. horny animals, baby. Uh and you know what? I'm here for it. I am here for it. Also, if I gave this to if I gave this to a date, like if I gave one of these horny bears to a girl for Valentine's Day, be like, Hey baby. Right. I love you, you looking good. Mm. Here's what I think for of you. you. Hey, it's what what I 9 think o'clock. Of you. My dick gonna be dry the rest of the night. I'm not getting. You ain't getting no ass at you. Right. <laughs> like you build a bear. I'm 35 years old, motherfucker. What you giving me this for?
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> the idea to maybe like make it a date night thing that people can go and do? But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean these are on- available for online orders so I guess not. I think it's for what's the what's the religion or the people that get a year.
1: To uh, like go explore the world before they come oh, back. To a their... gap year. A gap year. Yes, man. A gap year. Oh. Yes, man. No, it's like a religion or something. <laughs> right. Um Amish yeah. people. Oh, Amish yeah. People. Mormonism, right, right. Mormonism,
0: one of the, yeah. 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 I yeah. think this the is for year. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this <laughs> to is... ease them in slowly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, their year so of, yes. To ease them in
2: slowly. Yeah, sideway... When year. they go sideways, they, they, yes. they have a, a year <laughs> of absolutely abhorrent, godless, heathen behavior, and then they go back to Mormonism.
1: There this is. is for them. This is to ease them into, you know, the the rest of the year that they're gonna have. <laughs> Got it. Go. Yeah.
0: Also, Build A Bear had the same promotion last year, and it prompted similarly confused responses from people. So it's just, it's just, you know, clickbait. It's uh, mainstream media clickbait, essentially. Mm-hmm. Also, the eighteen plus warning may be just on all parts of their site because they don't want kids grabbing their parents' credit cards and ordering, like, a dump truck full of custom-made teddy bears. Mm. So that also might just be a misunderstanding by the mainstream media to, you know, try and write some comedy, (laughs) try and spice things up a little bit. Uh, Let's talk really briefly about Mouse, which is now a bestseller thanks to a Tennessee school county's uh, ban. So the pretext for banning the book was that it had nudity technically illustrated animal nudity and bad language which included the words bitch and goddamn Ooh. it was the anchor text for an 8th grade module on the holocaust and the like it, you can actually look at the minutes of the school board meeting devoted to this topic and it's like worst thing you would expect first of all they get mad that the author had once done artwork for Playboy. So they're like, that goes on your permanent record. One board member called the book offensive uh, and then admitted they had never read or even seen the book, but had read the reviews. They tried to see if they could just redact words from it. And then when they found that that was a free speech issue, they said, well, anyways, that wouldn't do. It's more offensive than that. I have not seen the book and read the book. I read the reviews. And then that was the only item on the school board meetings agenda was what to do about mouse. So the book skyrocketed at the top of Amazon charts, dominating online book sales. Top three literary graphic novels were three different versions of mouse. So our writer, uh, J.M. McNabb, was pointing out that, like, you know, the. This isn't new, and it have like, John Grisham, I guess, A uh, Time to Kill was once put on a banned book list, and, like, that skyrocketed the sales of that as well. But the problem is that it only, it usually hinges on, like, how profile an author is at the mm-hmm. time of the challenge. So there's just, you know, warehouses of banned books that yeah. are written by people who don't have names that are
1: people are familiar with. When a book when a book is banned, are they saying it's banned from schools? Is that what they're saying, or and it's I think banned
2: schools and then maybe it's like restricted at libraries, perhaps or right school libraries, from some run
0: libraries, interesting taken out of yeah. the curriculum.
2: I mean, banned books they they need to learn that they're just putting these books in business. Let me tell you, like yeah. like that that one children's book that's like you know, Kimberly has two mommies or whatever is like one of the most sold children's books of all time because of like. You know, culture wars, and like they're only putting these books in the map. And Mouse is like, uh, uh, it's, isn't it a Pulitzer Prize winning book? Yeah. Like, it's it's oh, a yeah, gore, it's a sure gore- I I read, I remember reading both of those books in college and adoring them. But also, I never learned as much about the Holocaust from like history as I did from those books specifically. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's just a testament to the fact that people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And also, honestly, like that. They just are so hypocritical because the Bible, that book, is whack. Okay, (laughs) like (laughs) Bible is whack. It's like just it just like endorses slavery and like people having sex with their dads and like I just like I don't know like like that's a crazy book.
1: There's there's a story in the Bible where like God tells all these people to like because a few people fucked up in the town. God tells everybody you got to move out of your town. Like, people who lived in the town their whole life, this was their home, and they just got to up and go. And God was like, and don't turn around and look back. He telling people, like, <laughs> to not look back at the place they've known forever. And the one person who did, he turned her to a pillar of fucking salt. I remember like, that. I- that is the most petty, violent, overreactive shit that I've ever read in my goddamn yo. Don't look at your home you lived in for, the, for your entire life, or I'm going to turn you into as a you're hearing it, be salt.
0: destroyed by God. <laughs> yeah. You're
1: not allowed to look back and be
0: like, whoa, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> oh, I just yeah. out of curiosity, be like, don't Damn, look at me. I'm loud. disgusting.
0: That's what yeah. God said. Don't
1: look it's, at me. It's, you. It's funny too, because like I don't. I've never. Like I will happily admit that I. I am not a avid book reader, but so like keeping up with like the banned book list is never something that really clicks on my radar. But it doesn't make sense to me because, for instance, which is the reason why I ask, like, are they banned in schools? Because like some books, like you ain't reading Fifty Shades of Grey in eighth grade. So like I, I get like not being able to read some books in school, depending on what the content is. But the fact that they're like restricted in certain areas of the library or bookstores and things like that. You mean to tell me that, like, some of these, like, romance novels, these graphic novels, these violent things, I can just easily go up and down the library and get, but you're going to ban a book about the Holocaust? Like, that does it doesn't make, it doesn't compute in my brain (laughs) because it's not about banning things because they are graphic. It's about banning things because you don't want people to know shit, probably. You know, for the most part, it's what it seems like. And, like, I haven't read this book, so I don't know. The content of it like you all do but i don't get banned books. we don't ban movies
2: we may slap a rating on them but that's about it (laughs) oh my (laughs) god there's an amazing documentary about the rating system that and how the rating system was also invented by the same people that banned books it's like these like conservative christian moms that like decide you know whether a, a movie is you know, PG or PG thirteen. I think it's called. This film is not yet rated. It's not yet rated. Yeah, It's that. strongly recommend. Okay, one of I want to watch
0: that. Yeah, one of the best documentaries. Yeah, okay. yeah, Phenomenal. but yeah, the, and the specificity of the things they object to are it's it's like they object to showing women have feel pleasure, experience pleasure. So like you can get away with a. Sex scene in which the woman is uncomfortable or it's is being assaulted, <gasps> but you can't show the woman having orgasm because that is makes this the movie rating. I forgot about, I yeah, forgot about that. I forgot. Yeah, about MPAA. That. yeah, 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 because it's a bunch of old.
1: It's it's funny. I do I do know this. I didn't. I've ever seen this documentary, but like the word "fuck," for instance, the difference between PG thirteen and rated R. You're allowed three fucks, but as long as they're not sexual. Like, right. what's the fucking difference? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, what's the difference between three fucks and four fucks? And what's the difference between if the fuck is not sexual or not? It's still a fuck. It's still a word. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's so funny.
0: It's cuckoo for coca Pops. Yeah. The four. The fourth fuck is what pushes you over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you stop believing in God and yeah. Uh, yeah. the president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Ju- they're also talking about banning Judy Bloom books in Texas, and that was my first indication that Judy Bloom books were cool like that and now I'm yeah, going to yeah. want my kids to read them at the very least I probably won't read them I feel like that would I'd feel weird about that <laughs> but yeah, I don't know it's like i I remember there there is something powerful both about like the fact that books like can get away with more than like three fucks in a in a book without being banned, and like they don't have this rating system. And also like I don't know, like the the feeling of getting to choose whatever you want to read, and like finding out that there is like authority that doesn't want you to read it is like one of the most powerful like I guess you could say like marketing tools, but like it's not marketing. Like marketers don't use it. It's just like that. It, that makes you want to read the hell out of some books. yeah, literally, It's an amazing incentive. It's literally
2: why I'm corrupted now. i'm I'm right. a godless <laughs> heathen because, you know, I tore through my local library. You know, reading all the banned books I could get my hands on. I think that I'm almost glad that they're banning books because all it does it makes kids is make yeah. kids want like, to okay. read them more. So oh, so this yeah. one's cool too. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Fran,
0: uh, this has been such a pleasure having yes. you on Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? The pleasure is all mine. You can find
2: me on social media at Fran Squishco, or you can just search my name, Fran Torado, and it should pop up. Um, but more importantly. Listen to my new podcast, "Like a Virgin" with Rose Domu, an iHeartRadio Radio sister, and you can listen to anywhere you stream podcasts,
0: even Joe Rogan's Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> that Rogan. <laughs> is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? My favorite tweet uh, uh, <laughs> as of late was, "Yeah, I'm into
2: NFTs, non non-binary femme tops," which is uh, a. <laughs> A little bit of a queer insider joke there, but all my exes really are NFTs if I thought about it. So there you go. Um, I guess it, yeah, that's maybe my my tweet of the day.
0: jakee's as oh. always so wonderful having you as co-host. You know it. You know where, it. Where can people find you and follow you? And what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Ah, well, you know,
1: you can always find me in these streets. Uh, <laughs> as per usual follow your boy i'm i'm getting closer to that 10k that i've the elusive 10k that i want uh so you know go ahead and follow your boy and 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 do it for black history month y'all if you don't do it this month just go ahead and admit that you racist uh just (laughs) admit it stop playing stop fucking playing uh at jackie's neil on everything y'all know what it is uh so you know I I am one of the adults who watches Euphor- Euphoria. We exist. And yeah, we exist. <laughs> uh I I was thinking about this earlier like yeah, uh, adults in our age range watch like movies centered around teens cuz we get it. Like I mean Euphoria is fucking wild, but we we used to be teenagers and like we've gone past that phase. We we can understand that more than I can understand watching a movie about fifty-year-old white men. So I get, like, I get being a teenager. Like, it's not that unfathomable. Uh, this is more like, this is it. Isn't one tweet, and like they're mostly visual, but it's just been a bunch of tweets that I thought based off the last episode. Of yo, this was rude in the last episode, and the picture is like a torn up fucking town. or like buildings (laughs) on fire or like there's the grim reaper meme where he goes from door to door and there's a blood trail out of each door and and one tweet from uh dean was like rue making her rounds around euphoria town on a mission to ruin everyone's weekend (laughs) you've seen this last (laughs) episode you know the section that we're talking about and she was fucking that town up and it was a joy And so uncomfortable to watch. And I loved it. Mm. (laughs) Like, I loved it. So that's what I'm talking about. That's the tweets. Jack, thank you for
0: having me. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A couple tweets I've been enjoying. Miles at The Superior Pink tweeted, This can't be the future. Dippin' Dots was the ice cream of. And (laughs) Sarah at Sarah AJ Cleary tweeted, "I I think this is a true story. John Waters just came into my cinema, exclamation point, to see Jackass, exclamation point, a film we aren't showing, exclamation point. (laughs) And then Dan the Rock Yang tweeted, big news, my bodega guy promoted me from boss to my brother, which is just a big moment in any New Yorker's life. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes on our footnotes, where Foot we link notes. off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. And Super Producer Justin, uh, do you have a song that you would like to send people to go check out?
2: Well, yes, I do, Jack. Uh, since we have three people on this podcast with Chicago Roots, Fran, Jackie and I, I figured I would shout out a Chicago artist, Mick Jenkins, referencing a uh, Chicago Bulls legend, Scotty Pippen. Check out this track. It's featuring an artist I put on last week, Serpent With Feet. You know, the whole song's a metaphor about how you need a partner in life. And you know, you can't just shoot all them baskets
1: by yourself. You gotta have mm. support. Uh, and so, this song has an incredible uh, instrumentalism to it. It's got these really floaty keys that are
2: grounded by this counter melody that's played on this guitar that really, really makes you relax and chill and ease into your night. So put this uh, track on Scotty Pippen by Mick Jenkins and Serpent with Feet. And you can find that in the footnotes.
1: Scotty, you tripping? If you' listening, you've been you've been tripping lately, Scotty. Let me just go and say that you tripping.
2: Scotty. That is actually a lyric in the song. I've been, <laughs> yeah. It's like I've been tripping.
1: I, I was pipping. I was bullshitting.
0: You got you guys got to check this the shit it is. out. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I also have Chicago roots. When I lived in Kentucky, the eighth grade class trip was Chicago.
2: Oh. Wow. We're in.
0: We got to uh, go to the rock and roll McDonald's and medieval times for Love some it. reason. Those are pretty no, much that's the it.
2: only two things to do in Chicago. Well, now <laughs> we <laughs> now we have the bean. Now we have the bean. Right. we have exactly. the bean. We have the bean. A yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. chain
0: restaurant. They took us <laughs> to. Uh, anyways, the rock and roll like McDonald's, where many,
1: where many high school students went after prom sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, we went. Uh, all right, well, the Daily Zyke is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye.